You are now listening to the Think 180 podcast from Inc. 180 Ministries in Chicago, Illinois. Hello and welcome. Please stand by. going on everybody it's chris and kyle back with the think 180 podcast it's been a little while we we took a little time out because this little covid ish going a on a little pandemic going on <laughs> um no seriously we hope uh, everybody's healthy and, and safe out there we know it's it's definitely no laughing matter but it's uh it's affected a lot of people a lot of people that we know and love and uh, we just hope you're all doing uh, good out there and you're healthy and safe we got a lot of things to talk about today it's been a while and we we kind of took some time just to be safe kyle's got his family i got my family and mm-hmm. you know here at the shop of course we're still open thank god but we're taking things very very cautiously and it's changed the way we do a lot of business and a lot of people do business so, yeah, we're going to talk about a lot of things related to that today. But, yeah, I guess we'll kind of kick into COVID, right? So Yeah, I mean, Chris had me, when I came in here, Chris had me, he took me out back and hosed me down. I hosed him down with Lysol, hand sanitizer. Hand, <laughs> <laughs> hand sanitizer, I found, is really, really good for a few things. Like, it's really good for cleaning your hands, obviously. I use it, like, 25 times a day in here in addition to washing my hands. But it's best at finding small cuts on your hands. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I cut the tip of my finger yesterday. We're we're actually recording this on Black Friday, and yesterday was Thanksgiving. So we hope you all had a good Thanksgiving. But I I cut myself small cut on the tip of my finger. But every time I put hand sanitizer on my hands, I quickly remember that I cut my finger. But um, just crazy, you know. We <laughs> we were shut down for a few months. Um, we're able to open back up around Memorial Day and. But we've had to change the way we do things slightly. I mean, a tattoo shop is pretty much the safest place you could be during a pandemic because, you know, when you walk in, all you smell is bleach and (laughs) hand sanitizer and cleaners and all that. And, um, of course, everything we use is single use and sterilized, pre-sterilized. But um, still, though, you know, the days of having your your entourage of friends with you to get a tattoo. Those seem to be over for the time being. Anyway, I hope that comes back. You know, it's a lot, always a lot of fun people giving each other a hard time getting tattoos and stuff, but now it's strictly a one-on-one thing. So, but we're, um, we're working it. Um, it hasn't really slowed down our business. It certainly hasn't slowed down the ministry side of the business, but one of the real tough effects for us for on the ministry side of things is really affected our, our donations because um, a lot of people are out of work. So, of course, they don't have the extra money to, to donate to anybody. Totally understand that. And um, in addition to that, before COVID, we had 22 churches that would support us financially every month. They'd send a check for whatever amount, you know, it was like a regular recurring thing. 
well, churches are shut down, so people aren't giving to their church, so the churches don't have money to distribute to other organizations. So, you know, we've gotten through. We're still here. We're still working, and um, some great companies like Kehi Food Distributors has been a huge blessing to us, and um, just some close friends have been really good to us and, and blessed us and kept us going. I uh, This hurt a lot, but I sold my 63 Bel Air and uh, or 62 Bel Air and needed the money, but you know, you do what you got to do, keep things going. And, and here we are. But, um, my son, Tyler had COVID. <laughs> he caught it from his boss and oh, his really? wife. Yeah. His, uh, oh, his boss and his wife are, or were probably are still are Trump supporters. And they drove to Michigan the night before the election for a rally. Oh, man. Of course, they had pictures that they posted on their social media with no masks and this huge crowd of people. It's a huge crowd. It's the biggest crowd ever assembled for a rally. And then they came back to work the next day, and she's coughing up a storm with no mask in this store where they work. And um, my son got COVID. So Not yeah. good, man. No, it sucked. He was real. He was sick as a dog, man. I mean, he's a healthy kid. He's you know, plus he's a singer, so he's got good you know lung capacity and everything. So. He didn't have to go to the hospital or anything like that, but he was really, really sick for a couple of weeks. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. He was down. It was, it was wild because we obviously, we couldn't send him away because he's (laughs) our kid, but we wanted him to, to be quarantined. He was in his bedroom for two weeks. The only time he came out was to use the bathroom and, you know, we have a bathroom upstairs that the kids all share and then our bathroom and we told the girls, well, Mackenzie moved out, but we told Quinn, we're like, use our bathroom. Don't go in that bathroom. And <laughs> it's hilarious too. Cause we have a, like an, it's really cool old end table at the top of the stairs. And we would literally make his food and drinks and stuff. And we'd put it on the table there and knock on his door and run back downstairs. <laughs> and he'd come out and get his food or his drinks or his medicine, whatever. And then, go back in his room but <laughs> yeah i mean we we can laugh about that now but that poor kid he was hurting for a while so he put but together some some nice songwriting he in, did. That, in there during that time right yeah he did definitely make good use of the time writing some new material for for his band who knows and they've got a new album he's working on with the boys so you know that that part of it was fine but you know he's like me he can't be contained in a small space for any period of time so he's kind of going a little stir crazy too but he's healthy now um you know a lot of people have asked you know are you going to shut down again god i hope not because if it had gone another month when we were shut down before we probably wouldn't be here mm-hmm. um we were worried about that because our numbers in illinois have skyrocketed like it is everywhere yeah, as soon as yeah. October hit, man, it's funny when you look at it. In Illinois, we were doing good. We were doing real good. Yeah. And then October hit, and it's just like, I don't know, people quit caring or what it was. Because school at that point had already been going for, mm. uh, let's see, maybe a, a month and a months, half yeah. at that point. Yep. And I was like, okay. But dang, it's like, did people just quit trying? Or like, what is it? It seemed like it. I mean, we would be out. We We went to a restaurant for dinner a couple of times, and 
people you know, no masks, like big groups, big tables and stuff. And I was like, eh, this isn't cool. So right. we were always real careful. Obviously, I wanted to be safe for my family, but also for my clients, too. The last thing we want here is, you know, to be careless mm-hmm. and somebody gets sick because of our negligence. Like, mm-hmm. not happening on my watch. But, yeah, it, it seemed like people kind of loosened up on their diligence with it. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. There's a lot of people out there that throw conspiracy theory crap around. I don't get into all that. Like, it is what it is. It's, you know, the people <laughs> the people out there that say, oh, it's, what's the big deal? It's just like the flu. Obviously, they never had it or they've never lost somebody mm-hmm. close to them from it. And You know, my sister Courtney's a nurse. We talked about that um, before. But, you know, she tells me the real deal. She's not going to make stories up. And, right. Um, from my time in the hospital the last few years here in, in the area, I became friends with a lot of the nurses and doctors and I'm like, all right, guys, tell me a straight deal. Like, what is it? They have no reason to BS me, you know? And oh yeah, it's, it's going up. It's crazy. So <clears throat> hopefully things start to go down. It looked like the numbers were starting to decrease a bit the last week. Of course, with Thanksgiving just happening, I'm a little concerned about that. Hold on to your butts. Yeah, get ready. Um, but the the um, doctor, I, I won't attempt to butcher her name, um, from the Illinois Health Department. Zeke something, yeah. yeah. Um, she was on during last this past Monday's press conference, and somebody from the press asked her about shutting down like hair salons and stuff like that. And she said that they felt they were a little too aggressive with the last shutdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tend to agree. Right. Uh, but she said that they were, it would take a lot for them to close those types of businesses because people still need that kind of service. And mm-hmm. of course, tattoo shops are lumped into that, right. that group. So right. hopefully not. But here's the thing, like at this point, and Chris and I were talking before we hit the record button, but you know, I don't think we, back in March and April, I think we did the right thing, 100%, yeah. uh, especially with all the unknowns. And obviously, there's still a good amount of unknowns and uncertainties around mm-hmm. this yet. And scientists and doctors are finding this out on a weekly, daily basis. Um, but for shutting down, I don't think so. At this point, you have to allow people to make the, make their decision. Like, they know, yeah. we know a lot more than we did back then. We have, everyone, everyone at this point has masks or in their possession or has them available to buy somewhere. Um, you know, at this point you got to leave it up to people to, to make their own decisions, yeah. you know, and if that means, you know, I want to err on the more cautious side, I'm going to, and that's fine. Yeah. I, if someone wants to be, you know, going to restaurants, that's fine. That's their prerogative, you know, yeah. um, but we need to stay open and be safe at the same time. It's a hard balancing act. I'm glad I'm not, uh, any type of local official or, or politician yeah, by because holy cow man horrible position to not be a in. good time to be doing having that type of responsibility right now yeah but like i said all you can do is is protect yourself and your family and mm-hmm. do as much as you can because there's no guarantee on 100 percent safety yeah absolutely and um for those saying it's like the flu uh yeah you know i think at this point it's still a minority of people that have really severe reactions yeah but I don't want to find out. Yeah, That's I just don't, me. I don't want you to know, out. I was telling somebody the other day, is like, I've I've been in the hospital enough in the last three years. I don't need to tempt fate with this crap. So <laughs> right. I'm going to err on the side of caution. Like, I've had a few people come in the shop without masks on. And I'm like, hey, do you have a mask? And they're like, 
yeah. I'm like, okay, can you put it on, please? And they're like, well, no. Okay, well, then, sorry, you're not getting a tattoo. And it's like, I'm not trying to be an ass about it, but we are governed by the health department here as a tattoo shop. Mm Mm-hmm. And I follow their rules. I mean, I follow their advisement, whether I agree with it or not. Mm-hmm. I do personally agree with the mask thing. I, I wear it everywhere I go. And hell, there's times when I'm riding the motorcycle home and I forget I have my mask on until I'm about two miles down the road. I'm like, man, this is crazy. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's like put on the mask or just don't come in. Get a tattoo later when they have a vaccine. Hopefully mm-hmm. this thing kind of goes on its own, goes away. But That's the thing I always come back to, man, is this is temporary, people. This yeah. isn't, we're not going to be having to wear masks forever. Right. Like, let's do what we need to do now, and let's get through this together, and we'll be much better off for it. Yeah. So it just, it that still kind of gets to me when I think about it. But like I said, give people the choice they can make up their own minds and how safe or not safe they want to be. And mm-hmm. it sucks to say that because obviously there, there's people who work at restaurants yeah. or salons who need to work, but want to be as safe as possible. Sure. And, you know, it's like I said, it's a very fine line to walk. It's hard to walk, but we got to give people that option at this time around. We can't shut down like we did back in no. March and April, man. This not is like no that. way. It was brutal. I, I was, I uh, I was really struggling during that, like everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. I wasn't an anomaly. We were all struggling, but it was getting sketchy. And I told Lisa, I said, you know, if this goes another month, we are done. We will have to shut down the shop, the ministry, everything. Dead, dead in the water. And uh, thank God we were able to come back. But it was close, man. It was sketchy as hell. And I sold a bunch of things that I didn't want to sell. And mm-hmm. just to keep paying the bills and pay the rent, people were like, oh, well, they can't evict you because you don't pay your rent. I'm like, yeah. But as soon as they open everything back up, you have to pay the full amount. And I'm like, I, you know, what am I going to do? Win the lottery? <laughs> so, yeah, it was crazy. But, uh, you know, the the thing with COVID that drove me nuts was it was such a uh, Republicans versus Democrats thing. Yeah. And like, you got the president spewing all the stuff he was spewing about how it's fake and it's ridiculous and, you know, reopen the schools and reopen this. And, you know, I'll tell you right now, I kind I've kind of danced around this in the past. I am not a Donald Trump fan at all. Okay. If you, and if you don't want to mess with me after that, me saying that, then I don't need to mess with you anyway. But, um, I just had a real fundamental issue with a lot of things in his presidency. Okay. There Mm -hmm. I said it. Um, but we just had this election and it was crazy, man. This is like the craziest election in my lifetime, your lifetime, you know, like I can't ever remember one. Well, maybe the, you know, 2000, 2000 was crazy with Florida and their, you know, why is it always Florida that's an issue, man? Hey, Florida was smooth. This time? This year, man. Yeah, this time they got their act together. But, you know, and I'll tell you, I um, I voted early with my son, Tyler. We went and voted the first day of early voting. Mm-hmm. The reason we did that was because we were, I was heading out to California to cover trafficking tattoos. And I just wanted to get it done. I wanted mm-hmm. it. I wanted to make sure I voted because I'm super passionate with my family. Like I'm never going to be one of those people that tells my kids and my wife who to vote for. I'll never do that. Right. 
but I will tell them you will vote. And I do tell them that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you don't vote, I don't want to hear a thing out of your mouth for the next four years. Right. Um, and they all did, they all voted, but, um, this election was, there's really no way to describe it other than absolutely batshit crazy. And it didn't need to be even, even in the pandemic. And the one thing I want to say right away is hats off. Kudos, you know, the, these election workers oh, and man. ballot counters and all these people involved with handling, you know, the elections within each city or county, state, whatever, mm. hundred, you know, thank you. Because yeah. you know what? I couldn't put up with all this. I can't imagine the pressure that, you know, that they were all under. Yeah. And some of them having to do it twice, three times. Yeah. And, you know, at this point, it's done. Yeah. It was, you know, they say it's the most secure election in our history. Yeah. And then the guy who says that gets fired. Yeah. You know, Imagine um, that. that's, that's not, that's not a conspiracy. That's pretty yeah. black and white, straightforward. Yep. Well, it's funny. Cause all the, uh, all, well, not all, certainly not all, many of the Trump supporters that were talking mad shit four years ago when he won saying, you know, these were other Christian friends of mine that were like, doesn't matter who's president. Cause Jesus is still King. Those were the people that were all up in arms saying that it's a conspiracy and it was rigged and all this stuff. And I'm like, I thought that it didn't matter who was president. Cause Jesus was King. And they're like, Oh yeah. Okay. Whatever. Um, here's the deal. Like, I don't like either of them. I really don't care for Biden or Trump um, for different reasons, whatever. And we don't need to get into all that, but um, I just, there was no way in hell I was voting for Trump again, four more years of this mm -hmm. hateful shit in this country. Um, and I, I had a really good conversation with a kid the other day I was doing tattoo removals for African American kid, probably 25 to 26 years old. And, <clears throat> He, we were talking about Trump and his presidency, and and he's like, you know, it just seems like there's so many more racists out there now. I'm like, no, no, no. There's always been always the same there. amount of racists. Mm -hmm. They've just had a license to speak and say whatever the hell they wanted to for the last four years. So, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, it is what it is. Whatever. He's he's out, and he's finally, I guess, allowing the transition to begin. Mm -hmm. Um, peace out, dude. You know, whatever. Right. I'm not buying into his craziness, dude. Like, yeah. as soon as he got back from uh, the hospital when he had COVID, supposedly, and went up and took his mask off, literally balls it up, shoves it in his pocket, yeah. starts filming commercials for his campaign. Any, I mean, if there's any doubt before, that's when I really, that, that sends a huge, huge message yeah. to the country and to the world. I agree. On what you think about many things about that man and i'm sorry like in 2016 i was i was like you know what i'll give this guy a chance i'll give him a chance right you went he, full chappelle didn't you i did and you know i, I felt that way before that and i i think i even had a post on my social media about it before chappelle said such a thing and i was like you know we'll give this man a chance and yeah. uh you know I'm, I'm sorry but i did and it just didn't meet my expectations i'm sorry that's the end of it and i'm not going to yeah. get any riots or fights about it i respect your opinion hopefully you respect mine and yeah we'll go our opposite ways and never 
hopefully cross paths again about it. Yeah, the funny thing, but you know, the difference between people that were like hardcore Trump supporters and the rest of us is I didn't hate Trump supporters for supporting Trump. Right. I've had people tell me they would never come to my shop again. They'll never donate again. They'll never get another tattoo here because I didn't support Donald Trump as a Christian. I'm like, that's crazy. Dude. That is the most ridiculous rhetoric on the planet. Like that's fine. If that's how you are, then I don't want your damn money anyway. Mm-hmm. I'll figure it out and God will figure it out. Um, but the way that people felt that they had license to say and do whatever the hell they wanted, because this guy was in the presidency and did the same thing. I had a real issue with that. You yeah. know, I'm honestly, it bothered me too, but here's the thing. They can do it. They can say it, but here's, here's the twist. There's reper- I mean, there's going to be repercussions for things you do and say in yeah. life yeah. there are, whether they happen immediately or down the road, mm. there will be a, a, a place in time where something you did or said in public that really just tore someone down or just really degraded somebody or what have you. Yeah. It's going to come back and get you. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what happens now with him leaving. Like what's going to become of Donald Trump after the white house. And yeah, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't, wish ill on anybody but it's gonna be entertaining yeah know. you know that's the thing he's gonna want to stay in the limelight because that's oh that's, that's how him. he's always been man oh, like yeah. that's what i like there's n- nothing about his behavior is new he's been doing and acting the, this way all of his life things have always been rigged against him if they didn't go his way yeah he's always threatened lawsuits and not only threatened but pursued lawsuits against frivolous people, lawsuits right yeah he is always he has a history of not paying people mm-hmm. especially contractors yeah and it's just the list goes on and on and on there's just mm-hmm. no hiding it there's no denying it and i'm sorry but if the only reason you voted for trump was because he's anti-abortion yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's no. that's my response because no. homie is homie is uh partaking uh, or made sure a few abortions yeah. have happened in his well, lifetime. Well, here's my thing with that whole And he issue. hasn't done anything about it. Yeah, I, so I asked a lot of my friends that were Trump supporters, I said, you know, maybe I'm the asshole. Maybe I don't see it. Maybe I just don't get it. But tell me why why you support him so, so fervently, you know? And they said, basically, it came down to that he was pro-life. And I'm like, okay, I, I get that. That's right. cool. I'm, I'm with that. Um, but... They said, you know, he's going to outlaw abortion. I said, no, he's not. Well, why do you say that? Well, because he he hasn't done anything about it yet. Mm -hmm. Well, he had to get more Supreme Court. No, no, he didn't. Because they're a very, very conservative Supreme Court. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know what? George Bush didn't outlaw abortion. And his daddy Bush didn't outlaw abortion when they had Mm -hmm. the opportunity to do so. Um, And I'm not saying any one person. But yeah, I'm not even going to go there. I was going to say what I was going to say that I'm not going to say, but I'm going to say, say it, it. <laughs> was that the Republican Party is and not all. But because I know some friends that are like strong Republicans, I kind of fall in the middle. Um, so I don't really identify with a party. Um, There's no need to. Uh, I'm party really. fluid, but I, I certainly have strong beliefs on topics. Um, and. <clears throat> I think that 
a lot of the the brain trust within the Republican Party, the ultra conservatives of the Republican Party are perfectly perfectly okay with black and brown babies being aborted. Mm-hmm. That's why they haven't outlawed it. Right. Okay. And you know what? There's Democrats that are the same exact way. Mm-hmm. Um, racism on both yeah, sides. Racism is not partisan. It's it's right. a big deal. And I don't have to tell any of y'all that. But anyway, I don't. I, it's going to be interesting. Do I think Joe Biden's the answer? No. Uh, <laughs> I think the only answer is you know Jesus coming back and just wiping out the whole earth and starting <laughs> fresh. But. I it you know I I follow politics because I think it's important, but I don't get wrapped up in it like where it consumes my whole life. Right, it's not. It's become a lot of people's identity. Yeah, and that's sad. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I do have a very strong opinion on one thing. I want to say, I had a client come in here the other day who I love. She's great. Um, she's a very very conservative Republican and a big Trump supporter. And I won't even say her name because I don't want to put her on blast because I love her. Um, but she came in here for a tattoo and she sat down. We're talking and she's like, I'm just I'm just so worried about Biden. I'm like, well, tell me, like, what are you concerned about? I'm interested. And she said, well, trafficking is going to get so much worse. Mm. And I was like, what do you mean? Talk to me about that. She's like, well, sex trafficking is going to get so much worse under Joe Biden. You know, with Trump being out of there, it's going to get worse. I'm like, whoa. whoa, whoa. All right, hang on. Now, I'll I'll say this about my friend. My friend loves conspiracy theories. You know, Pizzagate, like (laughs) all this shit. Like she thinks that Jeffrey Epstein is like the worst sex trafficker on the face of the earth. And I'm not saying that he wasn't a a horrific human being. He's Um, the worst known. Let's put it that way. Yeah, he's the worst she's ever heard of. Believe me, I've heard of worse, but it's not really a scoreboard, I guess. But um, she's like, you know, I'm just, he's, you know, he's a pedophile. I was like, okay, stop. Just stop. Joe Biden might be a lot of things. I don't believe he's a pedophile. He's a grandpa, for the love of God. Like, you know, people are always talking about how he's like hugging little kids and, He's a grandpa, man. Like, come on. Right. How many times growing up, you know, and even till still to this day, you know how many times I see like elderly people, and especially elderly yeah. men doing acting yeah. that way? And they're not being handsy to Dude, be handsy. I like I have clients that I'm I've become really close with, like good friends, and they have kids, and their kids will come by once in a while, like around Christmas time, they'll bring me cookies or whatever. I give them a hug, but I'm certainly no pedophile, <laughs> man. Like, what the hell is that? Right. But she's like, well, you know, Donald Trump did so much to fight sex trafficking. I'm like, really? Tell me about that. Well, he signed a law and blah, blah. I'm like, okay. First of all, every president for like the last 15 years does that same thing. He didn't do it. Um, you know, well, Ivanka Trump did a lot to fight sex trafficking. No, she didn't. Like, I, guys... I work with the State Department. I know what gets done in D.C. I don't know everything, but I know a lot of things. Donald Trump's um, presidency didn't do any more or any less to fight sex trafficking than any of the other recent past presidents, okay? So let's cut that crap out right now. And is it going to get worse or better during Joe Biden? That doesn't have shit to do with Joe Biden. I'm sorry, but Mm -hmm. it has to do with all of us, (laughs) you know? 
that. But it's certainly not going to get worse just because he's the president of the United States. Right. Like, give me a freaking break, man. Right. Like, it's going to be, you know, there's a greater chance of rain every day just because yeah. he's president now. Like, and I okay. told her, I'm like, I really hope you don't think I'm attacking you, but like, I got to. Like, I got to redirect this because this is some serious, ridiculous mm-hmm. crap that you're spewing right now. That's what happens when, you know, people who talk about stuff they, that they're have no, they really don't have a whole lot of knowledge about. Yeah. And talk to somebody that does. Yeah. And I told her, I'm like, you need to stay off the dark web <laughs> because that's where all this crap is. Um, but I love her to death. She's an amazing person. Yeah. You know, she's, she's awesome. But. And that, you know, it's awesome that. You know, you're able to have conversations with her like that and continue life like normal, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the thing, man. You know, like, so the whole Trump, Biden, whatever, um, I think, like, I don't get mad about it with people. Like, I want to learn why people think a certain way. Like, I'm fascinated by that, whether it's religion, politics, whatever. And I can do that in a civil way. And... You know, if, even if I have a real problem with who you support, I still respect your opinion and I'm not going to like jump down your throat like some other people that I know do often. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's ridiculous. That's not how you win anyone over in any kind of no. any conversation or any debate. Well, it, dude, it's the same thing that I hear. You know, I get I'll get people that will come in here for regular tattoos and we've talked about this, I'm sure. But. Every once in a while, somebody come in and they're like, yeah, man, I really appreciate the tattoo. It turned out great. Like, man, I almost didn't come here. I almost went to a different shop. And I'm like, well, why? I'm like, well, because, you know, I know you're a Christian and you're a, you're a minister. And, I, like, I didn't want to get preached at. And I'm like, well, do you feel like I preached at? You're like, no, man, not at all. Like, like all people that are religious, I, I hate that word. I'm not religious. I have a relationship with Jesus. But, um they just don't know, so it's not. It doesn't offend me, but um, I don't ever preach at anybody because I'm the last person that should preach at anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I just treat people with respect, and sometimes right. I fall short. Sometimes I fail. Um, that's just the human part of me. But you know, I really put out a concerted effort to be respectful, even if I have a different viewpoint with people. But right. it's. I think we need more of that. We need more of that. Totally. But trafficking will not get worse. Trafficking trafficking will not get worse or better because of Joe Biden. Um, Trafficking will only get worse or better because of all of us. Mm -hmm. And gosh, that's, that's another whole topic we'll tackle next week or something. I want to, I want to talk about all these um, man, while we've been away, there've been a lot more cases of pastors kind of having these major falls from grace because of, you know, um, sex scandals or whatever. So I want to, I want to talk about that next time and we'll definitely come up with that. But, um, but in short, (laughs) but in short, sex trafficking getting better. Isn't like, isn't responsible or happens from one person because Mm. it's not like them saying, like having some national mandate, this is a cheesy example, but like saying, you know, there's going to be a $2 per gallon, uh, <laughs> national mandate for gas right. across the country, no matter where you live, that's the price. And it could that would probably fly. Yeah. Sex battling sex trafficking is far from it being that simple. No, you know I wish man. If it was that simple. It would have been done a long, long time ago. I wish it was that simple. People ask me that all the time. Like, you know, 
why can't it just why can't we just stop it I'm like because men are stupid yeah, you know, I mean, we'll get we'll get into that whole thing, but yeah, that's a whole nother episode. That's a whole that dude. That's like a series, man. That's a, we'll it's get Grant thing. back in here for a discussion. We need to get Grant back in here to talk because he's doing some really cool yeah. things, and mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna do that. But um, and there's actually I, I'm, and we will definitely address this. We'll table it for that. But there's a lot of other men leading organizations to fight the demand for sex trafficking, which like brings so much warmth into my life that I love. I've been praying for that for a long time and I'm happy to see it coming, coming forward now. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, we'll definitely tackle that in the next couple episodes here coming up. But I wanted to talk, um, I just got back from LA a few weeks ago. I went out. Um, so Lisa went, my wife, Lisa went out and, you know, of course our, our youngest daughter Quinn is on homeschooling because of COVID uh, or remote learning, whatever the hell they want to call it. Mm-hmm. And she's doing great with it. She's not having any of the issues that a lot of our friends are with their younger kids. But anyway, Lisa's mom um, has been having a lot of health issues the last couple of years. They thought she had Alzheimer's, but she was recently diagnosed with dementia. Mm. And I don't know what's worse. I, don't, I think they both suck. Um, but it's it's certainly our first time ever dealing with anyone that had Alzheimer's, dementia, any of that stuff. And ironically, Lisa's mom used to um, volunteer locally when she lived here with us um, at a, it was like on a, they called it like an adult day, you know, daycare daycare center for folks with Alzheimer's and dementia, which Mm -hmm. like, wow, that's kind of ironic. (laughs) Um, But she, so she was diagnosed with dementia and unfortunately it's progressing very rapidly. Um, And it's, it's heartbreaking to watch this. Uh, this is a woman who's been a part of my life for, you know, nearly 30 years now. Um, and we just, we love her to death, but she's rapidly declining. So mm-hmm. we found some tickets on Southwest for like 190 bucks round trip. So I told Lisa, I'm like, why don't you and Quinn go out there and just spend some time with her? Um, you know, Quinn can do her remote learning from out there, right. take her laptop and do her thing, and which she did. And, and then I got a phone call from the FBI and I said, hey... <laughs> We have um, 14 people who are trafficked in a ring. We shut down, and they need some tattoo cover-up work. So I got myself on a flight, flew out there, covered up these 14 tattoos, and I can't really talk a lot about it because it's still a, a, pace, a case that's pending trial. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll talk about it at a later date because it was probably the most sickening stories that I've ever heard in my life. Um, and I, I certainly don't want to... Um, become a problem for that case at all. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll leave that at that. But, um, I was out there for, for the week, did that work, um, took care of those and saw my mother-in-law while I was out there and my sister-in-law and stuff and, um, finished the tattoo on the back of my head. A lot <laughs> of, God, that was excruciating. I did five more hours on it, oh, so it's total man. total of nine hours. <laughs> when you described that to me in the past, I was just like, "Oh, yeah, man, that's so weird." Yeah, and for for those of you that haven't seen it, maybe online or haven't met me personally, but I got a tattoo. It was a memorial tattoo for a mentor of mine named Rick Knox from my church who passed away about a year and a half ago. But uh, Rick was one of those guys. Whenever I would go on, you know, the news or Moody Radio or whatever, and do interviews. 
I tell these stories a lot, but you know, when I do any media stuff, I'll get 500 really positive, really great messages from folks or phone calls or emails, whatever. And then I'll get that one person that tells me I'm going to fry in hell for tattooing. (laughs) And, And that one voice would outweigh the 500 positive ones, you know, and Rick always used to come up to me and put his arm around me while I was sitting there praying and, He'd say, you know, Chris, you're listening to the wrong voice. There's only one one voice you need to listen to, and that's Jesus. So I tat I got uh, my friend Larry Casas out at One Drop Tattoo in, in Orange, California. I was a friend of mine for geez, thirty years. And uh <clears throat> he tattooed Jesus whispering into my ear on the back of my head, which took a lot of selling to Lisa to <laughs> let me get my head tattooed, but it, she knew the importance of it and uh, it starts a lot of conversations with folks, but whew, that yeah. was painful, man. Ugh. Nine hours. And it's funny because, you know, I'm laying face down. He's got the tattoo machine going. I've got cotton balls in my ears so I don't listen to the Ugh. machine. Right. But internally, I, all I hear is the needle banging up against my skull. <laughs> and he's have, he's trying to have a conversation with me. I'm like, bro, I can't hear a thing. Right. And I don't want to talk at all right now. Just, like, do your thing. But I'm super happy with how it came out. But it was a heavy trip because, of course, the covering those sex trafficking tattoos was very hard. Um, listening to the stories was very hard. Um, just feeling the heartbreak and the the loss in these kids lives um, and I'll leave that at that because again it's a pending investigation or prosecution um, but the the people who were responsible are in jail pending trial so I did want to say that um, one piece of really cool news I, you know I, if you guys know me you've met me whatever you know that I try whenever I can to be a very humble person some days I'm better at that, at that than others but um, I can honestly say I don't usually care at all about awards, personal awards, recognitions for the nonprofit work. Um, my reward is doing the work and meeting the people and seeing the look on their face when that work is done. That's all the reward I ever care for. But this time, this is a different thing. This is something that um, this is the second time we've been nominated for the FBI director's award, which is a huge, (laughs) huge deal, um, in the, the world of abolitionists and people that fight sex trafficking. Uh, so we were nominated for it. The funny thing is if I would have, if we would have won it the last time we were nominated, I would have met Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so this time hopefully we win that and meet old Joe. Um, but it was just a huge honor. It's a, you know, it's the cliche thing. It's an honor to just be nominated. Bullshit. I want to win this one. It'd be <laughs> nice to have, you know, um, because we love the FBI. We love the work that they do. And the work that we do, I think pales in comparison to the, the gut wrenching work that they do to investigate these cases and get prosecutions. Oh, yeah, and, Couldn't imagine, but they're just, they're heroes of mine. Um, we love them. We love the work that they do. And the fact that they put themselves in harm's way to save others. Um, for their being trafficked and of course other horrible crimes as well. But so we got that going on. I don't know when we'll hear about it, but um, they just told us that we were nominated recently, uh, like two weeks ago. So that's awesome. Wanted to share that. I thought it was kind of cool, you know, especially for a guy that grew up in South Central LA running from cops. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that, you know, I've got cops that are friends and 
heroes of mine and what a 180 yeah right yeah Yeah. for real um (laughs) nuts man (laughs) um we do have one thing that i wanted to talk about too we work with a lot of great safe houses Uh, we've talked about that a lot um there's one that we work with here locally called naomi's house that we love um naomi's house and reclaim 13 are probably the two that we work with more than any Um, but we certainly work with a ton of them um naomi's house is awesome we love their staff they're all the the women that are staying there getting help and everything we've helped out uh to cover and remove tattoos for but unfortunately we we found out recently that one of the young women that was staying there that was a survivor of trafficking had died Um, and i'm not going to get into the cause and all that stuff um it was an accident (laughs) but unfortunately she lost her life Um, And I had the honor of meeting her and covering a tattoo for her a couple of months ago. Um, So that was very hard. They've had, they've been hit very hard, just like us and all the other ministries out there financially. Um, They're just, they're really struggling. So one of the things that I I reached out to them um, this week and I was like, look, the holidays are coming up and I want to do something cool. Like I want to, I want to really bless the the girls that are there, I, I say girls, women, okay, um, I want to bless them, I want to bless you guys, like, what can we do, how can we help you guys enjoy the holidays a little bit and bring, like, some light to what's going on, and so basically what I brought up to them, I was like, you know, we love to help other organizations around Christmas time, maybe collect gifts for kids or whatever, and I was like, you know, this year I want to like collect stuff for them. So I was talking to the the administrative team there and I was like, can you guys put together a list or like a Amazon wish list that I can publish and people can order stuff and have it shipped right to the house? And so they're doing that. And I said, you know, I know for as hard as things are for the survivors, I know things this year are particularly hard too for the staff because of this this young woman who lost her life and they're going through a lot of things because of that and um, they're very down obviously at the moment I was like I want you to put a list together for the residents and for the staff because you guys need some love too and um, so they're actually putting that together and I should have that in the next couple days I'm going to post it on the the page and I'll post it everywhere um We just want to try and help brighten their holidays a little bit, um, give them some things that they need. Because these, when these women are rescued and they go to a safe house, they literally have the clothes on their back and maybe a, a bag of things that uh, federal law enforcement gave them, like you know, personal products or whatever. And uh, we want to bless them if we can. So keep an eye out for that. Um, oh, one other thing that I wanted to mention: our website's been down for like three weeks. And that's because my friend Scott Jones, who um, built the website for us, changes the website, makes all that. We'd been planning a update because we hadn't really updated it in a long time. New pictures, new videos, before and afters, stuff like that. Um, and he, of course, the website went down. It crashed um, right in the middle of him moving from Texas to Arkansas. And he's almost kind of settled in there so it should be back up and running here pretty soon but 
Um, that's also kind of created a problem because a lot of our donations come through people going onto the website. Right. So mm-hmm. listen, if you're listening to this and you want to donate to Inc. 180, you can always send a check to Inc. 180 Ministry. Our address is 27 Stone Hill Road, Unit D, is in David, in Oswego, O-S-W-E-G-O, Illinois, 60543. Um, or shoot me an email, chris at inc180.com, and I can help you walk through that electronically and send you our PayPal link and stuff. But um, we just uh, appreciate people's patience because people call and they're like, dude, what happened to your website? And I'm like, it's coming, it's coming, it's going to be better than ever. Right. Scott's building it for us right now. It's going to be great. But, um, you know, just in closing, we're glad to be back. I'm glad to see my friend Kyle and he's healthy and happy and I'm healthy and happy. Um, yeah. Glad to see you're here and healthy too, man. Yeah. And busy too. <laughs> and busy. So we just, we, you know, we're excited to be back doing this. I know quite a few people have been asking me recently, like, hey, man, like, what's up with the podcast? And I think we we're all kind of just taking precautions, you know, and yep. keeping our family safe. Kyle's got kids and wife and I've got kids and my wife. And we're just we're trying to, you know, space everybody out as much as possible. But it feels real good to be back doing this. We're excited. We've got a lot to talk about. And uh, tell your friends about us. All right. We love you guys. And uh, be a blessing to people. What are we ending with, music-wise? Love and Death. Oh, man. All right. New Brian Headwell's Love and Death is a new song. Uh, the song is called Down. Album's coming out in February. Support, support my boy Brian Headwell. all right? Love you guys. Be good. <laughs> <laughs>